So do they look any good? I they think look awesome. Yeah, I think they look pretty cool. That kind of remind me of Brooks on the Soul area. The Soul, yeah. I mean, I'm looking for trail riders. I mean, I'm curious. I'm also curious to know what the price tag is on those Nobles. Yeah. You know, if it's going to be worth it. I need new shoes, but I guarantee not that bad. It's going to be at least like 140, 160, like all the rest of their I bet. Stuff. I bet it's. I bet it's 160. I don't know what the other shoes run. I'm still running my Brooks till they die. That's why I love them. But. They look nice. They look good. I, like I mean, them. if they're if they're good for both trail and road, my best my the best pair of shoes I ever owned were I got them from like a like a discount shoe store too. They were Nikes, but they were like made back in like the early mid two thousands, and they were built as a trail shoe or like a trail slash like training shoe. Yeah. Those things lasted forever. I think I, that's probably the longest pair of shoes I've ever owned, and that's back when I was like running high mileage. Like I, I didn't even have a, like a high dollar running shoe. I just had these pair of Nikes that just lasted forever. I had, now I'm not so much a Nike fan. I had a pair of A6 I really, really liked. I just don't even remember the name. This is you know back in 2007. Yeah. But they were amazing. And when I decided to start getting back into it, I tried to get a pair of A6. Not the and, same. Uh, I, could, yeah. I, I, I bought them because I thought I liked them. Walked around in them for like half a day and took them back. Hated yeah. it. I started with A6 and I went to Brooks, went back to A6 and realized just Brooks was... The way to but, go. Yeah, I would definitely assume dropping anywhere from 140 to 170. Yeah. On those because that's what the rest of their runners. Are. Uh, so I just kind of go back to Brooks because I love Ooh. them. So. But I do like that one. Yeah, that trail shoe, that freaking tan. It's kind of like my trainers. Yeah. yeah, it's like a black charcoal top with the with the tan gum bottom. Pretty slick. Stop it. Pretty Stop it. Slick. There's money I don't have right now. Anyway. Good evening, everybody. Thank you for listening to a quick rant we had on these new trail shoes that are coming out from Noble. Uh, we are quite a fan of, of Noble shoes. We're not sponsored or affiliated by any way with them. But if you do buy something from them, kind of put in the notes page that you heard, us from, heard it from this podcast. And who knows? Maybe maybe we start stocking shoes. I have no idea. And be ready to spend some dough. Yeah, but you are, you are going to be buying quality. That is for sure. And just like anything else in a gym, having good form, good function, a good spotting or training partner, footwear can also be key, depending on what you're doing. But anyway, so we've got a pretty cool topic today. It came from uh, Kevin's family, someone kind of someone that's actually avid listening to the podcast. Which thank you very much to all of uh, Kevin's extended family. Um, my family doesn't say anything, so you can tell that I'm still the black sheep of the family because. Uh, I just do my own thing. Well, that's okay, because when I asked, it was my in-laws, and when I asked my in-laws, hey, do you guys any, any of you guys have any ideas for something for us to talk about? And my one sister-in-law said, like, I, don't, I can't remember exactly, but, like, told us to talk about, like, a specific animal or something. Like, obviously no. somebody that hasn't listened to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll set aside a, an, right. an episode <laughs> to, like, talk about our spirit animals. <laughs> really in key, in, you know, just key in with our, with our inner beasts. No, it's not gonna happen. Straight up. Anyway, but yeah, no. So what was the uh, what was the question? What was what was the topic? Uh, the topic was somewhere basically around the lines of um, how to balance the gym life and your your you know family or and other it, like big priorities or other priorities. Not just gym life, but anything that can take up your time and still have time for your family. Man. Could be gym, could be work, could be 
poker night. You know, yeah. Yeah, especially if you're going to poker night every night with the boys. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not going to fly. You know, kind of, well, you know, we say that and, and uh, you know, I'll preface the probably the entire rant or discussion we're about to go down to is this all depends on who you are as a person and how aware you are of, of what you like to do or what you want to do. And to the family dynamic or the couple partnership dynamic that you have within your relationship, you know, if if your your partner or spouse is is cool with you working out two to three hours a day, as long as you can give them the rest, or you know, you just kind of bounce it all out, or maybe she doesn't care, he or she doesn't care if she sees you much in a day, so long as you're there to support them when they need you. I mean, again, this is. That goes into a whole nother can of worms as far as relationship dynamics, but what we're about to say, I think what I just prefaced right there is kind of like, keep that in mind, whatever we say moving forward, it, it, it's situation per, dependent. Yeah, personal experience, because you know, some, some relationships can be, are, are totally different than others. Mm -hmm. So for some people, only getting it, you know, it may, they may not even have kids, so the fact that they're just two married couples, the fact, and maybe they only see each other for an hour a day. Two married couples? A married couple, two married people married. Couple. It's like, I mean, 2020, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm not gonna doubt it, a but quapple. I'll like, a quapple. Yeah, it's a quapple. <laughs> That's a shirt coming. Hey, quapple? Um, Question mark? But, uh, put that on a Patreon. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, they, they you know, here. those type of, those, that, the, uh, say this relationship A, they might be okay with only, and I'm not, we're not, again, we're not saying that it has to be gym life. We're just saying yeah, anything that, distracts that, anything from like that can take family. away time from the family. Yeah, family. So that'll be the core part of the discussion is, you know, X hobby, and we're going to relate it to fitness or uh, honestly military, um, and the sacrifice of time that you're choosing to take away from the family. So this is huge. Um, my background as far as like, the difference of dynamic within my me and my wife's relationship is she was raised very much um, very close-knit family very tied together very you know just very just on top of each other in, in a good way very loving very close household um, they're, they're very much just about doing things together which is which is good um, not saying my family didn't but um, Growing up, it was very much independent-based. Uh, there was a lot of pushing for uh, independent um, attitudes and, and actions, and you know, you, you figure it out. You, know, you need to work on it on your own. You know, we're here if we need if you need us, but you need to figure it out. Like you need to be your own person, kind of thing. I think that's what I'm getting at. You know, you need to be your own person and and, and work it out yourself until you can't, and then we're here for you. Mm -hmm. You know, so I come from very much like. I do my own thing. I work it out myself. Like I'm, I'm probably gonna like ask for help or ask for any assistance unless it's literally the last resort. And I'm just, I'm just more of a, a travel, wander lost kid. Like I'm always looking for what's the next adventure, what's a journey. You know, I'm just very much like, hey, I want to go off and do my own thing. You know, and so, so for me, my part of the discussion will come from those clashing of, of family dynamics, where. I'm used to being extremely independent, extremely free, and my wife just grows up in a family where, like, if you're not doing anything, if you're not at work, or you're not like hunting during hunting season, you're home. You know, and so that was like one of like that took me and us together quite a few years to kind of 
adjust to that those differences. So what you know, just to just so the fans and listeners know you as well before we jump in mm-hmm. more into this. What about you and uh, Amanda? Um, similar, different. I feel very similar because Amanda's family, um, they're very very close. They like to, they they're really about like making sure. They're able to, everyone's able to see each other and get to be with each other. For example, like with Corona and everything going on, unfortunately, um, with with her parents at the age they are and mm-hmm. with how Corona seems to affect people that age more, you know, it, it's just a smarter choice right now for them to stay in, in, in Massachusetts because yeah. they wanted to come down here and basically stay down here from like, November on until after Christmas, which I was all for, mm-hmm. but they decided um, they just it, it wasn't smart choice for them, unfortunately. And so, you know, they're they're all about you know their her family's really about spending time together, which is great. Um, my family, we spend time together, but also like we don't do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Very simple. Yeah, like. My dad's a, a, I mean, but when it comes down to it, my dad's a workaholic. Yeah. He, he'll, you know, my dad. Well, his generation, if you look at a lot of that, like, yeah. that, was, that was their mode. He, you know, it's great. Work, and work, at, work all day long, come home and take care of the farm stuff and go out to the shop and work out there and then, until basically he goes to bed. And, mm-hmm. um, it's just, I guess, my family got, is just used to that, like, Everyone's got their own thing. See each other when okay. you see each other. So, so we're probably going to line up pretty cool on this. Uh, all right. So, yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well, cool. So, now you all kind of know kind of where our experience is going to lead us to. So, not um, how do you balance, you know, lifting or whatever with family life. So, I would say my, the first point I want to make is this really depends on what you want to do and what you want to do with it. So if your goals are just to generally just be healthy and, and be fit and take care of yourself, I would, I would tell you honestly, you, you don't need more than three days a week for anywhere from 45 minutes, honestly on average about 45 minutes of exercise. Moderate, you know, moderate exercise with cardio mixed in, probably on your off days. Um, and that's pretty easy to balance for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I would say that's, that's pretty moderate. Um, you know, but that's also depending on you know how heavy is your workload, you know how how uh, demanding or, or how many responsibilities do you have on the home front? You know that could be harder for say a kid in high school that you know he wants to get his education. Maybe he has to work the farm or he has a job or you know he has to go somewhere and work a lot of hours. And then he also has to take care of you know maybe brothers and sisters or mom or dad at home. You know mm-hmm. so for him to lift, I mean maybe the high school has a lifting program or just a weights class. But for him to maybe him or her to go out and then for another 45 minutes of their day get a workout in again I mean this is this is a very fluid topic that I mean it's very situationally dependent but you just have to look at what you want to what you want to do and what you want to do with it so someone that's just generally going to just go and work out one just just find how it's going to fit in that's kind of the easier answer on the on the front end of what we're going to talk about is if it's just very basic and standard three days a week, maybe even just four days a week, you know, 30 to 45 minutes of like dedicated exercising and, or, you know, or any type of a cardio-based circuit, you know, mm-hmm. put your phone away, get in the gym, do the work, get after it, get out and go home. Nothing is more frustrating when I worked at a commercial gym 
that I would sit there and count bodies and full towels and you know help answer questions and train people that I would just see the same core group of guys and gals come in and they would just be there for two, three hours at a time and it's like only 10% of that was actually spent lifting any weight. The other 90% was them on their phone, them talking to their gym buddy, talking about who knows what. You know, so it's just like, if you're gonna sacrifice that time away from family, away from work, then get in there and make it a priority. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing frustrates me more, I mean, and it's good, but when I come in here on my time to lift, and all of a sudden, apparently, that is the time that potential members or potential clients or current clients, like, like everybody and their brother underneath the sun wants to like immediately talk to me at that time. And it's just kind of like I have to weigh of like, hey, I'm on crunch time. I have to make my time worth it. Do I take the call? Do I answer it now? Or do I wait? You know, do I miss an opportunity with a new potential client or member? Um, But yeah, if you want to just kind of like roll with anything that you were thinking from there, I'm gonna run and shut that thing off. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I like, I feel like I get where you're coming from from there because like over at Capital, uh, I f- like sometimes when I go to ask Luke a question or something, I also at the same time feel bad sometimes to ask him that question because I know like it's, you know, I'm, get- I'm messing with his routine there mm-hmm. when he is doing something, but I mean, he's never like, leave me alone. He's- He'll take the time. I'll talk to you, but like I, I usually try to keep it quick and snappy because I can, I can understand that. So. Yeah, if someone's in the gym, and they've got headphones in. I stay away. I'm like, you're in your world. You're good. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's just the general aspect. I would say like what you want to do and what you want to do with it. Come back to this point again and again is, man, when you're looking at dialing it up, you know, for a purpose, whether bodybuilding. I would say any, any competition-based stuff. Or if you're looking to take your, your basic level of experience and you're, you're trying to just next level, you're trying to level up. Mm-hmm. Or if you're in the military and you want to, I have a personal experience with, with this, is if you're looking at, um, say, a selection process or you know, a, a certain type of a specialty school to attend that has very specific requirements to attend um, participate and then graduate you have to then take the extra time to prepare yourself so um, when I you know first few years in the Corps I decided okay I kind of don't like where things are going right now with where I'm at I'm gonna try to look for the next best thing or the thing that I know that at least I can show up and put out and, and have someone tell me yes we want you or no we don't you know kind of see where I'm at on the bar so I decided I was going to prepare for MARSOC selection, which anyone that has listened to this or understands, like, like that's a pretty grueling process, uh, and it's multiple phases, um, similar to kind of certain things that the SEALs go through, but um, what's great is that, you know, they don't take entry-level people. Like, you pretty much have to be in the Marine Corps at least three years or be an E4 to attend. Uh, and uh, long story short, I didn't end up being able to attend due to some bureaucratical paperwork. I'll say the least on that one. Um, but the reason I bring this situation up is, you know, I was preparing for this, and this was a pretty—it's kind of—we laugh about it now. But this was a pretty rough time for my wife and I's relationship. 
Um, we were actually, she was pregnant with our first kid as well, which is a horrendous experience for her, sick all the time. But the time that I took out of every day and every week was, was pretty exponential. I was waking up early, going to the gym for one session in the morning for about two hours, coming home, if I wasn't working, then I was home, or I would just work out and then I'd go to work for you know my six or eight hour shift. Mm -hmm. And then I would leave work, go back to the gym to meet up with a friend of mine, Cody, for another two hour workout. So almost four to five days a week, or four days a week, I was spending almost four hours in the gym. Or, and then the rest of that was at work. Or maybe I wasn't. Thursday nights was swim night, where I went to the local pool at the university, you know, in the next town over, and I was there for three hours. Just drinking water and hating my life. And then Saturdays, so again, now we're on my sixth day of the week. Saturdays was my long ruck day, where I pretty much put on, you know, my 60, 70 pound pack, you know, my, you know, uh, fatigues or whatever. And I went, and it was usually boots and knees, but like, and I just went. And I would be gone for four, five, six, seven hours, just putting miles on my feet, just ranger shuffling the whole time. And my feet hurt. I did this for a year and a half straight. Had one school date, got bumped. Damn. Was promised another school date, was pretty much lied to. And then by the time I kept preparing, found out that the next following year is it was shut off for reservists. So I literally spent a year and a half of my life spending six, six days a week, minimum average of four to five hours in the gym every day. I can tell you for a fact that my wife and I's relationship was extremely strict during that time. Like she supported me to the degree that she knew I was working extremely hard to better um, our station as a family, as far as financially and, and you know, not to say it was a guarantee, but that I was doing everything within my power to better where we were at economically, you know, and then, you know, if I had gotten picked up and we did make it, you know, that would have been the active duty life, the benefits, the on, you know, the on-base housing or, or not, it didn't matter. Like, I was doing everything I could to make this happen, but at the same time, my family definitely, you know, sat in the backseat of the car. Mm -hmm. And in hindsight, I... You know, I've told her multiple times, and I'll say it on here, like, Lexi, I'm super sorry that we definitely went through that. It was definitely not easy for either of us. It definitely seemed like maybe I was on the joyride a little bit better because, you know, it was what I was choosing to do. Um, but that's an extremely big uh, extreme. But at the same time, when you're in a relationship or, you know, and when we say family, it could be just you and your spouse or partner or you two and then kids. And when you have kids in the mix, like, my kids are like my world, and I know they are for you, for you guys too. Like everything I do, and even long days that I spend here, you know, people think when you own a gym or when you're a small business owner that you suddenly have like all this extra free time. Nah, dude. Like I'm, I'm busy, yes, but I try to be as efficient with my time as possible so that I don't have to be here all the time. Mm -hmm. But there are, you know, there's always a bunch of these little tasks that come up that will take me away or distract me from, you know, what I do want to be doing, which I do want to be home more, you know, and it's, uh, you just have to find where that balance is for you. And honestly, it's got to come time either a friend, your spouse, or somebody that you respect 
telling you to get your head out of your ass sometimes. To wake you up and be like, yo, you can't keep doing this because your, your, your home life is, it's not a, I wouldn't say it's, it would be a disaster, but it's suffering. And, you know, we, you guys probably have a similar phrase, but, you know, you know a distracted Marine is a dead Marine. You know, and this typically refers to like when you're deployed, but the tenet of that phrasing pretty much means like, look, if not, if your house isn't in good order, you're not in good order. Mm -hmm. You're distracted, like your mind is somewhere else. And honestly, like even during that whole time, that year and a half of, of preparing, like I, I just had this like fear in the back of my head, just looming that I knew I, I, knew I was doing something wrong. Like I knew I, I wasn't making my family as much of a priority as I should but I justified it with, you know, but I'm putting all this work in to try to make it better for us. And again, that's, that's a very heavy catch 22. Again, didn't work out in my favor, didn't end up happening, but through that experience, you know, the positive that came out of it was, I know how to train for those events now. I know how to train other people to exceed it, uh, you know, any expectation going into a, a selection process like that. Do I know the ins and outs of everything they're gonna test for? Absolutely not. But when it comes down to anything physical, yeah, anyone that wants to be physically ready, I can do it, you know. So that was, you know, is that a positive trade-off for that? Maybe time will tell. But that's kind of like my experience to share with the listeners of like, look, you have to really understand what it is you're going to be asking your family to sacrifice or support. So, but now, how would you, like now, how's your, the balance? Like, how does it work now for you? For both of us? Yeah. Um, definitely a lot better. It's not perfect, especially like, now that I operate my own facility, like it used to be that I trained people out of one facility or another. So it was very much like my hours were very obvious. You know, I was only there if I was working out or if, you know, one of us was training and usually I would train before or after a client. So it was very easy to block my time out and then go home. Mm -hmm. um, that's when our overhead was very low. And now that our overhead is higher, you know, it's like, I need more time. And again, it kind of comes down to like, oh, you're a small business owner. You should have all this extra free time, which, you know, my wife's, uh, uh, my father-in-law, and just to keep it simple, you know, he, you know, for a long time has operated his own business and you know he's, he's worked hard for many many years and that's afforded him after all that hard work the luxury of when and if he wants to take time off he does which is good for him again he's been in business over 15 years I I'm, I'll shake anyone's hand you know for doing that because they've grinded at it but you can't hold that same expectation for a small business owner one to two years in, you know one year in We'll just say almost six months, if we, you know, if we not even counting quarantine Rona, you know, to suddenly be like, well, you own your own business. You can, you can take any time off you want. I'm like, yeah, right, dude. Take off. You don't get paid. Yeah. You should, yeah if you, same, same as anyone else who works for an actual company. Yeah. You take time off, you're not getting paid. Like if you get paid time, yeah, small business owners don't get, don't get paid time off. You know, I would love it. I'd love to save something up and have that happen, but that's, but that's just not where I'm at yet. You know? And so to come back to your question, how's the balance? I'd say from that experience and moving forward through different other phases, I think what got better was realizing that we can't go at it alone together, you know, separately. We have to go at it together. And even though like our goals don't necessarily like always intertwine with how we've got to like her goals, my goals, 
her business, my business, the kids, like just trying to communicate clearer to each other. Because anyone can communicate and just talk to each other. Mm -hmm. you know? But how much are you really hearing and how much are you listening? It's extremely huge concepts to hear. And to find that balance, it takes a level of communication that not a lot of people have nowadays. And it's deteriorating. We see the divorce rates skyrocketing in the country. We're seeing you know, depression and suicide rates skyrocket through the country. And sometimes it's because they just don't, people don't feel like there's someone in their corner, not just supporting them, but like communicating and like loving that person for who they are and what they want to be. You know, a lot, a lot of times we feel like having ambition and drive is almost looked at negatively sometimes nowadays. Like, well, why can't you just go with the flow? Like, why don't you just go work this or do this job and, and you know, just essentially take the easy route out when maybe that person's passion and desire is, I don't know, they, they want to build their own racetrack team. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just the thing that pops in my head. You know, that's their drive, so they're going to grind at it, perform in the local circuits, build their name up, and all of a sudden, you know, one day maybe they're on NASCAR. Mm -hmm. or the Indy 5, and I don't know, you know, it's, it's whatever it is, but like, if whatever it is you want to do, what do you want to do with it, and how hard do you want to go, that's another thing, like, I'm going to use bodybuilding, and what are you willing to sacrifice, yeah, sacrifice, that's the thing, anything great in life is going to take sacrifice, there's no way around that, I'm sorry, if you think that you're going to want something, or desire something, and that you're not going to have to work for it, you're not have to, gonna have to sacrifice time, money, energy, sweat, blood. Like, I don't know, I don't know what you're working for. I have, no, I have no concept of anything out there that comes easy or free, other than like laziness. And even that you have to apparently, like you have to work to be lazy. Like you just, you have to try really hard to just not do anything. Yeah. Like that, I just, I don't know, that's wild. So I would say communication. We got really good at communicating, and even today there was a mix-up in the schedule, but it's just because I've been so frazzled with so many little things, taskers that need to happen, that I just, I completely forgot today's schedule for her, for her end, as far as what she's doing with the kids and what she needs to do on her own time. So I messed up today for sure. But typically, we know each other's schedules, we know the demands, and she understands that the first year to two years of this endeavor with the gym is going to be tight. It's going to be rough. But that the more people understand what I do, the more people see what I have to offer, the value it is, how they progress, you know, what they're gonna gain out of it, you know, it, it's just an exposure thing at this point. Mm -hmm. And as the gym grows and I can take on assistant trainers, I can bring in other people so that when I wanna take time off, say in three, four years, I can be like, hey, you two got it, deuces, I'm leaving for four days. You know, but yet the money is still rolling in. Mm -hmm. That is my ultimate goal, and in five years, I can pretty much be like, take whatever time off I want, the gym has grown, we're good, we keep growing, positive things, building the experience, treating people fairly, not price gouging people, you know, whatever you pay from here, it's going to be worth your time and value, it's, it's, it's going to be a value to you, not just me, so, um, but yeah, man, it's good, it's my end at least. I have no idea where I got what I did. I kind of blacked out there for a second <laughs> and then just rolled. But that was a good question. What about what about you? What are, what are some experience that you've you you personally have gone through with your journey with whatever it is, not just lifting? Um, um, you, you 
I would say like when I first started work, uh, working in like that my actual field, uh, I thought I had to, you know, I guess kind of not, basically when I was told to get this done, it wasn't like, you know, okay, I'll, I'll work on it, but I have to, you know, I need this time. Mm -hmm. It's okay, I'll work on it. And like, I can recall times where I'd be still at work at three o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and I had been there since like seven o'clock the morning before. Jeez. And be, you know, almost, you know, and then I'll like, well, I can, I can recall a couple times where I left work because I lived, worked in Columbia, I lived in Centertown, so that's a long drive. So I would leave work and go down the road a little bit to my aunt and uncle's and sleep for a couple hours and go right back to work mm -hmm. before anyone else even got there. And, um, that made it rough, obviously, on me, but also made it rough on my wife because one, she didn't have to get to see me. She had yeah, the she kids by herself. And then, um, yeah, we're making it even worse. I need to make that good of money. Yeah. <laughs> but now cool. it's like, I, right now I got lucky with, granted I've also had to job, job jump a lot over the last few years, but I finally feel like I got into a company now where, you know, if I want to work overtime and it's there, I can. Mm -hmm. But if I, even if they got overtime to be done and I don't want to do it, I don't have to do it. Once I put eight hours in, I'm done. I clean my hands, walk away. Like, yeah. and they, like, to, even today, because um, with the out, the time change and difference, and because um, my, you know, they're all in Ohio. I'm the only remote person. Um, you know, it was five o'clock their time, but it was still four o'clock here, and I still had time on the clock to knock out. And I had sent something back, turned it in, and my, you know, my boss is like. Are you done for the day, or you still got more stuff? I'm like, yeah, I got more stuff. You can send me something else, you know. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, you know, just I'm gonna keep sending you stuff until like everything's done. It's yeah. like, so I got I got lucky with that. Um, but I definitely like we, that stage of my stage where I was just always working, wouldn't even question it. I would just you know work until it was done type thing. Um, definitely turned into like realizing like. You know, there's a time for work and there's a time for family. And it's the same, you know, like my, my wife sometimes when she has to work a lot, um, she feels bad about it. But it's like, it's fine. Like, you don't do yeah, it very often. Home, you know, yeah. So. And, yeah, and we're able to make it work. She does, it doesn't happen often, very often. And when it does happen, it's because it's a serious thing. Because she's got a serious job, yeah. you know? Yeah. But um, we've also kind of convert that now into you know because she's a, she's a gym rat yeah and yeah. I'm a gym rat and um, we're lucky that one here as um, you know the kids have a place to be mm -hmm. and where she goes at the studio has daycare so that those things definitely do help out but even on top of that um, you know she likes working out early in the mornings yeah that's her jam and I don't which works out. So I'm home, I stay home with the kids. I stay home and sleep. But I stay home with the kids. Like she goes hits a hits the gym up in the morning, and if she wants to hit the gym up in the evening, and takes the kids, then that's when I go at the same time. Since we don't have to worry about a babysitter, luckily for us. Mm -hmm. But you know, 
most days she only goes in the morning and so we've worked it out to where either I go as soon as I get off work or I wait till after the kids go to bed. That way I'm one, I'm home with the kids, one, help with the kids, two, spend time with the kids, and three, for all four of us to spend time together. Yeah. Then I'll go to the gym. Or, um, you know, every once in a while though, even if she don't go to the gym after work with, and take the kids with, I she still, not allows me, but she's still okay with me going to the gym right after work. And I like doing that because, you know, the group that's there, I get to socialize with those people. Yeah, I'm working out, but it's also nice to see. Yeah, it's you know, like a good environment. Yeah, because yeah. working from home, it's me and my dog all day. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of nice to see some other people. Yeah. But yeah, we, I mean, I feel like we've really tried to make sure um, our schedule works together. Sometimes on the weekends, um, when there's certain, like maybe something special going on at her gym, she's like, hey, do you mind if I go do this? And I'm like, yeah, that's fine, we'll make it work. And you know, if it's if it's not gonna work, I was like, I don't think it's gonna work. And she don't throw a fit, like we, yeah. we work with each other on it. And that's the big key is mm-hmm. whether it's work, gym, whatever hobby it is, like you said, communication and yeah. understanding between spouses and between parents and children because mm-hmm. you know eventually those ki- the kids are getting old enough where they're going to want to be doing stuff and that being allowed them to be able to do certain th- things as a parent you're going to have to sacrifice some things yeah. yeah once you add kids in the mix and they they get interested in any anything extracurricular that's that's a whole nother dime bag to open up you know and i love you know i love what you said you said just now you know it, it's working it out or you worked it out you know it's, it's communicating working together because you're a partnership you cannot male or female just be on the powertrain of your way is the highway you know or i'm gonna do it because i want to do it mm-hmm. you know yeah, everyone at some point in their life, depending on your dynamic, is going to be passionate about something or going to want to do a thing. And you hope that your your significant other will be on board. Sometimes they take a little extra convincing, especially if it's like a little bit of hair, you know, hair-brained or you know, just a little out there. You know, maybe they don't completely see the big picture. But the thing is, like. To have that balance, you have to have the trust and the partnership there so that you can communicate about it without it becoming a fight. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to understand that you trust each other enough to work it out, you know, to, to make it to make it work. You know, like um, my my wife pretty much works from home, so there's not, you know, just like you essentially, but like, you know, my, my kids are actually young enough that they're they're not in daycare or they could be in daycare we just choose not to so she's more of a stay-at-home mom you know so it's not like you know we're splitting off to two different occupations in separate places and then we have to coordinate with where the kids are you know so we've like limited that moving piece in the wheel but at the same time there's just a lot of dynamics when you when you add children into that mix but even without it you know it just takes a matter of fact of just trust and communication Mm-hmm. You know, and there's something on the edge of my brain that I keep wanting to jump to, and it's not like it's not connecting the dot. It's like I have, it's like I've missed a meal today. Oh wait, I have. <laughs> like, um, 
Oh, that's what it was like. So when you take all these pieces, and then you as an individual, I'm gonna use fitness here, is you want to dial it up, not just from like, like an intermediate, but to like an advanced level of fitness. I wouldn't say yet prepping for a competition because I think that would take the obvious route of like, look, if you're prepping for a competition, depending on what it is, I would say more of a, an endurance side, you know, like uh, CrossFit or Ironman or anything where you have to train your body in multiple different disciplines, that takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Like the, uh, the group, the small group training that I want to find a group that to do in here to essentially competition train them for like CrossFit things. Um, those are, those are um, typically about every day. It's about four to five days a week for about two hours. Like you are coming in here knowing that you're about to put out hardcore for about an hour, 45 to two hours. And that's a choice that has to be made. And I'm not saying like every one of those people will be going to a competition soon, but it means that they're in competition prep to go to a competition at some point. Mm -hmm. You know, they are being developed. And so that's what I'm saying. When you're moving from an intermediate level of fitness and athleticism to that next level, and again, Ironmans, that, I mean, he, listening to the HWMF podcast, listening to Bobby Duchette, uh, probably botched that last name, sorry. Uh, big, <laughs> big dip Bob. But uh, hearing his journey to prepare for an Ironman, one, incredible the transformation he's gone through. Yeah. Two, I mean, prepping for that selection was rough, but then hearing, I mean, hearing the amount of mileage he is on average every week putting his body through just makes like hamsters turn wheels in the brain. Well, I mean, every Saturday he goes out on the bike and he's knocking out 100 miles. I mean, his, his bike looks like a bike from Tron. No joke. That's what I thought. I wanted to message him and be like, dude, that looks like the bike from Tron. <laughs> like, I hope you have the music just going underneath you. But, um, but that's what I mean. It's like when you're, when you're prepping for an upper level status of fitness and competition, like that is going to take time. With that, you need to be communicating and help your significant other understand what it is that they will potentially face as you choose to do this mm -hmm. you know hey i want to do this this is why this is how much time it's going to take you know the biggest thing like military or life or job family is don't bring problems to the table bring a problem bring a solution as well you know highlight a problem or highlight an issue bring bring a, a path for for solutions as well or a plan you know like uh Again, I've mentioned it before, but getting into the, you know getting back into you know, competition paintball, um, which I know for a lot of people seems extremely silly because you just think a bunch of dudes running around in the woods. But um, where the team wants to go and where we did, you know, I didn't think I would be competing on this team as soon as I was. I just thought I'd take a year, train up, get back to where I used to be, and be better. Um, not really realizing I was going to be picked up by the team as fast as I was we had no communication of, of a plan of the time and sacrifice it would take at practices, at tournaments, driving to and from things, having to get food while I'm out, having to pay for certain supplies when we go. Like, so that was, that's honestly another perfect example of like, 
it happened. She knows that I'm very passionate about it. This is something I definitely want to make more of a, a side thing eventually, maybe have it grow to something more. Um, but it's something that like, it does take a significant amount of time. When, when season hits, it can take a pretty significant amount of time of, of our weekends. Some days, the weekends are, because I'm so busy throughout the week, the weekends are sometimes the only day we truly have to be together as a complete family. Mm -hmm. And then to come to her and say, hey babe, four months out of the year, uh, every other month or so, or like six months out of the year, every other month, you know, I'm gonna be gone for like half those weekends. You know, on top of my drill weekends. Now we start getting pretty hairy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So we, we know, so using that example, then to communicate and plan and prepare, going into next season, we know that we are going to, we still need to do it, we keep talking about it, we keep forgetting. But we're gonna sit down, we're gonna make a very clear contract as to when, how much, and what we're gonna do about it. And what we're going to then do to make sure that when I am home, that it is 150% family and kid time. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I've tried very hard to, when I'm not here at the gym training people or taking care of other things that need to you know, get hit on and I'm not working, you know, uh, say a side job, I am home. Like, and I do my, I do my, I'm not great at it, but I do my best to like put my phone and laptop or any type of devices away so that I am more involved with the kids. Again, I'm working on it. It's, we, we live in an age of distraction that is, that is unreal. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm, I'm glad I took Facebook off my phone. That was a, that was a huge hurdle. Not that it was hard to do, but it was one that was like, I justified like, well, I can access like, you know, the gym page, you know, through my phone. But then I realized like, I was just getting sucked into the, just the toxic nature of, of Facebook. And I said, screw it, I don't need this. I have the messenger. If somebody needs to hit up the page, they can still talk to me. It's fine. You know, so that was good for me to do. But it's something that like, whatever it is that is a priority in your life, and it's for this we use family, you need to actively make it a priority. Don't, don't bullshit yourself and say, oh yeah, I'm making a priority, but you're really not making a priority. Mm -hmm. Like, love is truly spelt with time. Time, home, and we're, I'm not just saying, well yeah, I'm home all the time, but okay, well are you home on your phone? just staring at that instead of playing with your kids or spending quality time with like maybe your wife. Even if it's just like sitting down in the same room together and you're both reading a book. And again, someone's like, well, I'm reading like a Kindle book. Okay, dude, whatever. You know, but I hope the gist of what I'm getting at is, is there, is when you're home, you need to be home, mm -hmm. present, engaged. Again, my four-year-old gets super annoying sometimes and I'm like, just figure it out. And I'm just like, You've asked me the same question 10 times and now I have to like alter my volume to a louder setting so that you then get it somehow because you didn't the, the first nine times. Now you get it. Now you're kind of tearing up. Now I feel like a jerk. Bad parent award for the second time in a row. <laughs> okay, we'll make this better. Let's go play a puzzle. Okay. I'm like, okay, everything's better now. The universe has re-altered itself. So, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah no, exactly it's, it's, what you're talking I, about. I'll tell you what, dude. I love being a dad. I truly do. It's definitely one of the greatest things I've Man, ever. Is it hard, dude? <laughs> have have kids. They said it'll be it'll great. Be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be great. You'll have so many memories. I'm like, 
Yeah, after like every hair on my head turns gray from stress, I'm like thinning out. I'm not actually losing my hair as much as I was in the past. Thank you, Johnny Slicks. Look them up. Again, I'm not endorsed by them. I like their product. <laughs> Marine and veteran owned. Johnny Slicks. Great hair pomade. Smells great too. I might get you. I might get you a can for Christmas. Still got all my hair. What are you talking about? Uh, uh, no, it's just it's just a good product. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just trying to slip that in. <laughs> anyway. All right. So yeah, uh, I just kind of point at. I hit the points again. When, if you've got a family, and no matter what it is that you like, like to do, whether it is going to the gym or whatever kind of hobby, or if it is just work, you need to find a way to still be able to spend an appropriate amount of time with your loved ones. Dedi you need to be dedicated time. Dedicated time, not just being there and being there are two different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hope everyone's picking that up. I hope you, and if, and if it's not clear, if you're listening to this and it's not clicking, that needs to be your red flag. That needs to be, this, this moment right now needs to be the moment that like, if these principles aren't making sense to you and you're in these situations, I'm gonna tell you right now what you need to do is when you come home, before you enter the door, you need to get your mind right. No matter how hard a day it's been, no matter what you've gone through or how frustrated you may be, before you enter that door, you need to take a big breath and you just need to let all of it out and realize that when you walk through that threshold, that you're home, put your phones away, put your laptop, your tablet, take your smartwatch off. If you get little ding notification on there, just take it off for like an hour. Put everything away for like an hour and just be home, be present. I tell you what, from personal experience, I'm telling you, it will make a difference. Leave the bullshit at the door. Just, just don't bring it home. Knock your boots off, okay? Knock them off, get inside, be with your family. Anyway, got anything else? That was good. I think that's a good note to stop on. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you really got a lot, everybody got a lot of out, of, out of this. Uh, I know I did. Definitely having to rehash some of the past, some of the... Uh, stupidity of younger years um but hey when you're young and dumb you can make those but you know when you have responsibilities and and dependence uh relying on you um you need to you need to figure it out faster than the average bear okay so thank you all again keep your powder dry and i hope you show up uh and listen to us next time please like share comment hit us up we're always looking for new topics thank you all very much <laughs>